You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. It is game day eve here in Jacksonville. Boy, that short week gets at you, after you fast. I was talking to Josh Allen today. He's like, uh, yeah, you know, can't wait for the game. Oh, wait, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, always will be enamored with how much of a bubble players live in and just kind of moment by moment, hour by hour, especially in the season, that everything else that we kind of look at and think about and see, they kind of don't. <laughs> it's fascinating and incredible and, and almost say it in a complimentary way. I mean, that's how much of a zone they get locked into. I think during Josh Allen's news conference yesterday, he said uh, something about, I haven't even seen how they came back in the end of that game because I'm not there yet. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't. It's not like he watched the Sunday ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like yeah, the NFL he red zone. Yeah, he did not see the red football. zone channel. Yeah. I uh, wasn't watching the highlights on Sunday night even, you know. Yeah. Uh, so how much of the games did you watch after? Like when you played, yeah. did you go watch no. other NFL games? No, back when I played, like I wasn't playing fantasy football or anything like that. Like I didn't want to watch football. I just tried to get away from it. So I didn't really watch any football set aside from the game film that I was assigned to watch for the up and time, like the up and coming week or whatever. But besides like Monday night football, primetime football games, didn't really watch much of it. That's interesting you say that because like in our business, right? We listen or watch in TV especially been doing it for 20 years mm-hmm. like it used to every show i did i'd go back and watch like so i wasn't a different than a player where you'd watch the film wait so you, you right? watch yourself oh yeah oh wow nice. well, because i'd go watch and see all right how bad did i stink today what sure. do i have to get better at well sure. you know in t- before any of the reps now in uh, hindsight one of the biggest failures i think we do have because we get so wrapped up like we're so data like we're working on a 90 minute special tomorrow on tv and we just don't sit there and have time mm-hmm. it seems like to say hey guys let's get together and watch a show back mm-hmm. and see what we could do better like you just don't do that a lot you just have to have a feel for it and i, I don't know if you ever stop getting better but you stop kind of critiquing yourself as you go along in TV, but at the early going, I used to watch all the time. My sports director, when he was on it, I wasn't even on much. He would watch his show all the time, and he had been in the business, I don't know, seven, eight, ten years by then. So uh, that's just kind of, it's no different than an NFL guy, right, or, or an athlete watching their at-bats or their, their film. Um, but the other thing we do is we watch everybody else in TV. Mm. Like, I don't really listen to everybody. I mean, you can't sit there and listen to a three-hour show. Yeah. You know, what other folks, I don't have the time to do that. Maybe others do. But in TV especially, early on, and like in this market for sure, we watch the other stations. Be like, all right, what are they doing? You know, yeah. we'd even try to record it, or now there's ways to get it anyway. And, and say, like, I wonder what they led with today. You know what? Now, I've really stopped doing that over the years, too. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting how in your world, you're not – or the players' world, a lot of times, they're not watching all these other games saying, hey, how did that pass rusher do? How did this quarterback do? They just live in that own little world, and what we're doing is what we're doing. Let me ask you this. 
in terms of your job, you know, whether it's on the radio or, you know, it's doing obviously the TV stuff, um, do you ever get afraid that if you watch too much of other people, you start to develop their habits? Because, like, that's what I mean, like, I'll be honest with you, I don't listen to any really sports radio besides what I do on this show just because, and it's not like, I, I mean, I'm just busy and I have other stuff to listen to, but I just feel like if I listen too much to one show or if I try to copy what they're doing, I'm going to turn into them and then all of a sudden I'm not really unique anymore. Yeah, I that's a great call, and I actually took that more so in radio. Now, in TV, mm-hmm. see, TV, one of the flaws of the business, in my opinion, in TV overall, not just in sports, is that they look at everybody else and they react to everybody else. Right. So like uh, every news director in TV that's in the country has three screens up at six o'clock. Really? And they have the two other channels or three other channels or whatever in their channel. And huh. as soon as somebody else is doing something else, uh, this is the way it's always been, at least in my experience. Sure. I don't know if everybody does this. I'm pretty sure everybody does this. That's true. And so yeah. when somebody else says, th- like, has that lead or has this story or whatever, it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, that's kind of hey, like, oh, yeah, yeah, they react to us. We react to them. Sure. All that stuff, which. I just think it's a dangerous place to be. You're, you're always chasing chasing the, the the cat's tail there, you know? Exactly. Instead of just believing in what you're doing. Correct. And so I, I never did. I kind of more was curious in other, kind of like how the market was in this three-minute sports cast that the other stations might be doing. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you're like, you know what? I think what we're doing is pretty good. Uh, I don't really... Maybe they're watching us, but I'm not really watching them. Like, I haven't watched them in a long time, unless I just happen to watch, mm-hmm. uh, but not from a critical point of view. And so I think, uh, now I'll say this, in the radio side, was really interesting. We're getting deep into business here to start we the show. We are, man. But even when I was at the other place, the competition now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't listen all day to that station. Yeah. And now I still don't, but I just wasn't, <laughs> it, ha- it wasn't. A habit because I, to what your point is, I didn't want to subconsciously steal their opinions or say something they might have said and kind of get caught up in your mind like as a take that you might have. Sure. And so I don't know if people believe it or not, but I really don't hadn't listened much at all, Mm -hmm. um, even when I was over at the other place. And now still that's the case. I just don't even watch a lot of other sports because I don't want to take other people's takes. I want my own thoughts to be my own thoughts. And whether you want that or not, sometimes it's hard to separate it, right? We can be having a take and a conversation and all of a sudden, bam, like something comes up that you heard at 10 o'clock this morning on Get Up (laughs) and you're like, oh, that was what they said. You know, (laughs) it kind of goes through your mind. So I always think of this, you know, we're in a small town and a lot of Jags conversation. Like how many like if we're having a topic today, I wonder if a listener who's been bopping around is like they probably stole that topic from somewhere else. Like I have no idea what the other folks have talked about. You know, I have no those are just the topics we come up with. But there's a decent chance that you could hear the same topic come up in the, in the same day. Well, and it's a great point, whether it's with, you know, TV, radio, where, and it's even in the NFL or in MMA, you know, like where you, if you focus too much on your opponent and what they do, you take away what you do well, right? Then obviously you get caught up in a little bit, you get caught in your own head, and this happens to NFL coaches all the time. You know, like the NFL coaches don't want to believe what they have in the field. They want to just, all right, well, we got to stop this. We got to stop this. Look what they're doing there. If you guys take care of business, what you're supposed to do, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Usually. And what do we say about the NFL, right? And this is no different than our industry, I guess. And probably a lot of industries. I just don't know folks' industries. But it's a copycat league. Correct. Well, it's a copycat league for a reason. They're watching. Like the players might not be watching, but coaches are watching. And it's really one of the great um, transitions in the NFL right now. What are we seeing? What did you ask Jason Fitz about? Yeah. 
at college concepts, mm-hmm. right? We are seeing quarterbacks that better be dual threats. Mm-hmm. And while that took a little while to come to fruition, and while we're seeing some of the top quarterbacks in the game be able to move, it's not that new. Uh, in terms of like this year, last year, or the year prior. It took a little while to get to this point. But I'll never forget Gus Bradley's inaugural press conference in Jacksonville, hired in 2013. He said to the media, I can remember it clear as day, this big pile of media, and he said, well, we want to have a mobile quarterback if we can. You know, where did he come from? Russell Wilson in Seattle. And that was starting to be like, you better have a guy that can move. Uh, and as a defensive guy, it was that's a tougher guy to plan for. That's a tougher guy to play against. So uh, not that Russell Wilson was the first ever mobile quarterback, but since Russell Wilson, how many mobile quarterbacks have come in and have been very successful? And now we have a league full of mobile. In fact, you asked the question yesterday, can you even be good yeah. at the QB spot anymore if you're not mobile or 40 years old and just smarter than everybody? Correct. And I remember one of the very first things that I brought up on the show was the future of the NFL quarterback and where it was going to go, right? And I didn't really mention the dual threat quarterback. I mentioned more of these baseball players that are now yeah, quarterbacks, right? Point. Because let's be honest here. If gotta you come back to Kyle Murray somehow. I know, man. You know, I mean, all the way to start me, a show, we got to come back to Kyle Murray. Minutes? Yeah, well, I did pretty good for myself yeah, that today. Yeah, pretty good. Ten minutes I've been in. trying to wean myself off of Kyle Murray talk. But no, whether it's Russell Wilson, I don't think, I don't think Dak Prescott actually played baseball or not. But, oh, but Man, I, could, I yeah. bet a lot of those guys could throw a 90-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball, exactly. you Exactly. Know? But, but the point is, listen, if you play baseball, odds are that you're pretty nimble, you know, fast-footed athlete, right? So you can kind of do both things. And I still think that's where the, the league is going. I think in the future, we're going to have these dual-sport athletes, you know, that are just ingrained in football, that they play other sports, whether it's basketball or baseball. And these guys are going to be the future of the NFL. Yeah, that, and that's a really good point. And yeah. I think we still are waiting on that. Sure. But your point with the Patrick Mahomes, is Russell mm-hmm. Wilson's, Kyla Murray's, is right on. Alex Magoo. Remember, because I asked asked him about it in the locker room. Yeah, he was a baseball player. Yeah, shout out to Alex Magoo, by the way. What what will be really interesting for somebody to dig that story up, you know, even now, but maybe in another five years, because guys like uh, John Elway played baseball, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So one of the best of all time played baseball. My guess is others did, Dan Mm -hmm. Marino and others. Now the diff, what's really interesting in that conversation is back then. Those guys also played basketball, baseball, and football, Correct. right? There was no specialization or, or as much. And so now you're in a world of specialization, yet we still see some of the elite quarterbacks come from the baseball background. Mm-hmm. They could easily go play baseball if need be, much like John Elway back in the day. Uh, and this is more of a specialized world. So I still think that's one connection you can make. Football and baseball – from a dual sport standpoint, yeah. it's doable. It doesn't run in basketball's in the middle in most high schools, right? Correct. Or in most AAU worlds or whatever. Correct. And so it's hard because there's overflow. Well, baseball's a little different because there's some separation. You can heal up from the football season. You can still come out and play baseball. And if you're a pitcher, let's be honest, you don't have to hit every day. Like Kyla Murray, see the hard part for Kyla Murray, in my opinion, is he was not a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And so he has if you to hit it's like anyone's craft, but in hitting especially, if you're not hitting once or twice a day, well, you're losing ground. Mm-hmm. You you take two days off hitting, it's like starting all over. Mm-hmm. So Kyle Murray, where would he find time to hit all the time and be ready to face that kind of caliber um, of opponent in, in professional baseball? I think it would be very difficult to do. But if you are a pitcher, well, you don't have to worry about the hitting all fall. Just keep your arm loose, ready to go. Get 
meet, make sure you're healthy, and then zing some fastballs yeah. in there in the spring. And also, we got to think about like Aaron Rodgers, probably the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now. He, he played baseball. He, actually, baseball he, yeah. he actually had a lot of scholarships to play baseball. I think he had an opportunity to play baseball at Cal. He did. But chose not to, though. Yeah, did, he, he was, did he, he say he, how fast he threw? He was a pitcher. I didn't say how fast he threw, but he was a pitcher. Well, what's interesting nowadays, too, is like, it's weird. Aaron Rodgers, who could really chuck it. Yeah. Uh, but even he goes back now to those baseball days. That's some 15 years ago, probably. Sure. Right? Well, he might have thrown like 90, 92. Mm-hmm. Well, today's translation. Aaron Rodgers with that kind of arm right really throw like 96 97. Yeah. Now it's not it's not totally relatable mm-hmm. football to baseball. Uh it's a different throwing motion. Mm-hmm. But you just figure a guy that can chuck the football like that. Yeah. Had to be able to throw a pretty darn good four seamer. I'll tell you what, Brent. I, exactly. I smell a Netflix documentary, man. I, I'm waiting for it. It's, yeah. a, it's a great one. It's a great in depth one. I wish yeah. we had time to do it. Yeah. Because it, it's a fascinating look at at where the game has gone. Again, mm-hmm. you can go back to the Elways and probably many others. Sure. Uh, but in this specialized world, that baseball background that you're bringing up, which I thought was a great mm-hmm. uh, notation, I never really thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting guys like Mahomes and and Kyler Moore and Russell Wilson that are doing things with the football that we just it, it doesn't look normal. Correct, right? You well, might see a once in a too. twenty year guy. Yeah. We're, we're seeing three different guys do it and probably more. Yeah. So uh, fascinating look, um, and once again an unanticipated way of starting the show. Nothing wrong with that, man. On a Wednesday, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety. We get in the Dolphins a little bit. Yeah. Hey, South Beach Gary's awfully quiet. Really quiet, man. I, mean, I think South Beach Gary knows what's up right now. How much can you spend on a defense for it not really to be that good? <laughs> or a secondary, for that matter. <laughs> I feel like, are we allowed to say that around here? I mean, Jake's had spent a lot of money on their defense the last couple of years. Is that one really that good? Point. It's a good point. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm, our linebackers are playing pretty well, though, man. That's like the highest paid unit, I think, on the field oh, right now. I'm talking yeah. like 18 and 19. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or are they yeah. disappointed? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and they were pretty highly paid. But still, Miami Dolphins are interesting, right? They, they were supposed to be tanking last year. They're supposed to be the year where they creep up. I, mm-hmm. I don't think this is like, whoa, look out, Miami. Here they are like Arizona. That's not the case. Two is still wherever Tua is, and but their defense is supposed to be pretty good. I think it's an interesting matchup. A desperate Miami team against a pretty hot offense right now early in the season here in Jacksonville, which I have never uttered that phrase in my life. Feels <laughs> good, though, doesn't it? Cool. Feels yeah, good, yeah. I've never done Rolls that before. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 when we come back on a Wednesday. Austin Lane. I want you to put yourself in Leonard Fournette's shoes. Probably a little bigger shoes than you're rocking right now. Huh? Shocker, you're wearing sandals, and that's all good, though. Brent Martineau. Well, you, you are, too. Are they're, just like, <laughs> I mean, they're just like, look I like I might vans. as well be. I might as well be. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back. Big news out of Jags headquarters here, and it's not good on the injury front. It's a bit surprising. But Josh Lambeau will not play. He's going to IR. Josh Lambeau, the Jags kicker who's been just about automatic, has a hip injury. Will miss at least the next few games. Now, the good news about IR is you can really use that as a tool this year and put guys on for a few weeks and, and say, hey, go rest up and get ready. You don't have to wait that eight weeks, and it's not just one guy on there. So there's a lot of flexibility with the roster this year and what you can do, but that's huge news for the Jags. I mean, Josh Lambeau has been so good. 
Obviously, the squib kick and the extra point, you wonder if the hip had anything to do with that or what looked like he slipped on the squib kick. Maybe that's what aggravated it. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Because later in that game, he did miss the extra point, Uh, made another extra point later on. But uh, not good news for the Jaguars from a special team standpoint. Mm -hmm. And also, Brandon Linder's out. I don't think that's a surprise. Tyler Shatley will go in his place. Now, Brandon Linder played at an all-pro level, uh, a Pro Bowl level last year. And uh, Jags really liked the season. And if they had won more, he might have gotten more national love um, and love from his peers. But he's a good player. Shatley came in and did a nice job. Uh, so I think they're okay with that. But you still have to acknowledge that Linder's a better player and one of the better players at that position in the NFL, I think. At least that's the way he's been playing. I mean, without a doubt, he was praised last year as definitely being the best part of that offensive line. Uh, a team captain says a lot about just what he brings to the table, not only as you know a, a center, but also just in that locker room as well. So that's going to be a big miss for them. Also with Josh Lamb being out now, too. That's, that's two big guys right now, Brent, that are out. Yeah, I, and who knows? It's hard to predict how it could impact the football game. We'll have to see how the football game plays out and what kind of kicks come into play and and uh, what the Jaguars do. Uh, there is a third one now that you got to keep your eye on. DJ Chark is questionable in this game, had chest injury coming out of that game. And, again, it's a short week. So on a normal week, maybe a guy like DJ Chark's all right. Maybe a guy like Brendan Linder's okay. But because it's a short week. Now, listen, nobody's feeling bad for the Jags. I mean, there are injuries all around the league. And, quite frankly, the Jaguars – to have their kicker and, and their center uh, not out for a long, long time is probably good news. Chark will be interesting to see if he goes. Obviously, they have D.D. Westbrook in the bullpen if they need him. They haven't used him the first two games. But Chark, to me, is pretty significant because you can do a football game and not even use the kicker, essentially, <laughs> you sure, know, other sure. than extra points. Yeah. Uh, you Until the want, game's on the line, though. Well, I know, I know, <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. can is my point. Sure, yeah, sure. You want your number one wide receiver, and that's the biggest question mark to me. Again, Shatley is is certainly capable in that position over Linder. So of the injuries where they rank, I would certainly be the most concerned right now about DJ Chark, even though he hasn't been a, uh, ruled out of the game. But he is questionable for the game. And it's a big thing if they can have DJ Chark. This offense has been such a rhythm. You'd love for that to not get broken up, even though they do have a pretty capable replacement in D.D. Westbrook. Let me, and this is the worst case scenario here, if they do lose DJ Chark for this game, who's the one receiver? Yeah, it's not LaVisca Chenault, uh, in my opinion. I will say that. But Keelan Cole has been the number one guy. Uh, so yeah. I think he becomes a number one target. But you know, and we've talked about this, uh, we, we just spent a lot of time on it yesterday, that's not the way they're built. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, number one this week could be Chris Conley. Number one next week could be DJ Chark, then Keelan Cole. I still think DJ Chark is their guy, right? I mean, he leads that group in terms of uh, skill set. He went to a Pro Bowl last year. I think you want to get him the ball. You have to get him involved. Like, you can't see a stat sheet and DD Westbrook has, I'm sorry, uh, DJ Chark has no catches. Like that, that, I would say, well, your offense probably didn't do well. He only had like three catches last week. Yeah. So I don't know where the the balance is in that. But uh, DJ Chark is, is, would be a significant loss. Uh, Linder, like we said, uh, you have Shatley there and you feel okay about it. And I know they feel okay about it. Uh, very capable at the center position. The Lambeau thing is significant, man. This guy does not, he just has not missed much. I know he's coming off a missed extra point and that, and that gaff on, uh, on the power kick, if you will. But, he has been so good. In fact, he's never missed a kick at this stadium. Yeah. He's never missed. That's an unbelievable stat that he hasn't missed here in Jacksonville. That's how automatic he has been. So uh, that 
I mean, you'd start off a show a day before a game, you're like, oh, my gosh, I lost that kicker. Well, the kicker on this football team has been very, very good. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I think they need their special teams to play well to win football games. I think might have cost them a game last week because they didn't have their best game. They need Their margin for error on this team is not big. It's not big in the NFL to begin with. It's not big for this team especially. And so to win football games, you need guys like Lambeau and special teams, I think, to perform well week in, week out. You feel like you have an advantage there. Well, they didn't use it as an advantage last week. And now going into this one, I'm not sure they have an advantage anymore because their star kicker's out. Listen, I'm not sure how long the Jaguars have known that Josh Lambeau is not going to play this game. Um, That remains to be heard. But the biggest point I'm trying to make here is the fact that, well, you play tomorrow. Okay, so you have to sign a kicker. Like you have to get a guy on your team right now. You have to you have to work out kickers and see who can we go with going forward for the next three weeks or however long Josh Lambeau's out for. And it's just not easy. Hey, we have to book you a flight. You have to fly maybe from the West Coast. Like I mean, there's there's a lot of things right now that are in play. So I'm not sure if the Jaguars have. They were ready for it. Brandon Wright so? is the kicker. Oh, there you go. Uh, there you go, Brandon Wright. Nicely done. Question already answered. Uh, who is Brandon Wright? <laughs> <laughs> Looking up Brandon Wright right now. <laughs> uh, here he is from Georgia State. Uh, rookie, 5'10", 180 pounds from Georgia Street, Georgia State. That's right. Brandon Wright. Anything else? What's, I, I mean, what's he into? I don't know. <laughs> what's his personality like? All right. I see on it. There we go. Cool. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out, huh? I, they have, obviously they were ready for this, sure, but they honestly don't. I don't know much about Brandon Wright. Yeah. So you're you are exactly right. Does this game come down Thursday night to a kick late, and you got a guy from Georgia State who is very unproven, has never been, he's got to start on Thursday night football, and uh, yeah, significant concern I, again. I mean, I don't think you go crazy about the kicking situation until you need to go crazy about the kicking situation and let's be honest last week during that game we went a little crazy about the kicking situation and that was with josh lambeau so uh it's it certainly uh, doesn't bode well but again as far as injuries go it looks like lambeau will return hopefully this isn't significant remember they signed lambeau to an extension he has just been so good i mean he has been absolutely fantastic you can't understate it uh, he is he is to the Jags what Justin Tucker has been to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is not an overstatement. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is what he has been in the last couple of years. He has been that good. He had a better year than Tucker last year yeah. and still didn't get voted as the guy because Tucker's got such a good reputation. Ravens do so well. But any accolade that that Lambeau would have got last year, he had earned. I missed one yeah. kick. No, I mean, absolutely. That's just, that's the problem. We don't win a lot of games. You know, I mean, obviously the Ravens did what they did and Justin Tucker, he was the talk of the town. Josh Lambo was doing his thing in Jacksonville, but unfortunately the Jaguars only mustered up six wins. So, I mean, it is what it is from that standpoint. All right. So that's the news, uh, here out of Jacksonville that, uh, Josh Lambo goes on IR, hip injury. And, uh, Doug Marone was just talking to the media during the start of our show and that came out, uh, about uh, 10 minutes ago. So not great there. And uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. And, and maybe, listen, I, 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 again, I know nothing about Brandon Wright. Uh, who is Brandon Wright? We'll start hitting the Google search engine yeah. um, and, and try to figure it out. But there's no doubt they're going to have to kick the ball at some time. <laughs> you hope. Last time Extra points and probably some field goals. Yep. So he'll get tested uh, tomorrow night. This offense has been in, in really good 
uh, shape so far through two games. And and that's what's interesting about this Miami Dolphins team. The Dolphins come in really desperate. They're 0-2, and I think if you look at their schedule after this, they've got some barn burners, man. I mean, they've got – I think Seattle's on the horizon – the next three games after Jacksonville, I think, are really tough on paper. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just played two tough teams and they on already paper played. as well. They, their I mean, start. And, you know, that's worth noting. You know, a lot of times Jaguars fans, and, and sometimes rightfully so, you complain about the schedule because you're like, oh, man, they don't get a break at all. They got to do this, this, this. They go on the road for three games, whatever. They have the one game 42 days because of the London trip, whatever it might be. The Jaguars, they played two pretty good teams mm-hmm. to start the year. But there have been some teams that have started like, wow, you know, Dallas, who'd they play? The Rams, the Falcons, they go to Seattle next. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's teams that have started like that. Houston, right? Chiefs, the Ravens and Houston's in Pittsburgh this week. Correct. I mean, yeah. it could be a lot worse. Now, the schedule lines up very nice for the Jags for the next month. Yeah. They've got four straight 0-2 teams. So of all the things to complain about sometimes in Jacksonville, the schedule ain't it. Uh, the schedule is lined up. Well, especially Miami. Like, listen, they might have had the first two hardest games. I mean, you had Buffalo. I'm sorry, you had New England first. Yeah. Then you had Buffalo. Like, those are pretty two solid teams, I think. I mean, they're both 2-0 right now, I think, for a reason. So, yeah, so the Dolphins have had um, some tough games, to say the least. And keep in mind, I mean, say we're talking about the secondary right now. We'll start breaking down here in a little bit. And say we're talking about the Dolphins um, as a football team. But they gave the Buffalo Bills a run for their money. And the Buffalo Bills are my favorite to win that division this year. So, um they can play some football. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, they uh, listen. I think they're better than their record indicates right now, but they also have some issues. And uh, the problem is the NFL is so bizarre because you know obviously the Patriots were they didn't like score a lot against them. It was twenty one points? I think they went twenty one to eleven in that game, in that opener. And then um, Buffalo just blitzed them. And I don't mean on defense. I mean, blitzed them on offense. I mean, Josh Allen was unbelievable yeah, in yeah. that game. They had 300 yards. So that defense really looked not so good. And they spent a lot of money, especially in the secondary, but a lot of money on that defense. Here's what the Dolphins have next. They have the Seahawks at home. They have the 49ers on the road. Now, 49ers are a little different right now in the way they're uh, beat up on injuries. Then they go to Denver. Then they have the Chargers at home and the Rams at home. I mean, you're talking the first the Dolphins could be worse in the first eight games than they were last year, and everybody thought they were trying to tank. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, welcome to the NFL. Yep. Uh, and the Dolphins, again, they're supposed to take the next step. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're there offensively, right? I mean, they get rid of Laramie Tunsil, and Gasecki's like one of their best players on offense. Well, keep in uh, yeah, and if you're a fantasy football player, might want to take a look at Gasecki because right now the Jaguars have had trouble shutting down the tight end. Yeah, they always do. And so Gasecki's a nice play. But after that, uh, Parker and, I mean, Fitzpatrick is, you know, he can be good, can be bad. He still doesn't scare the heck out of you. Mm, uh, their yeah. offense, they're they're kind of limited, I think, on the offensive side. They don't scare me offensively. Yeah, I mean, th- I think that Devontae Parker is super underrated just because of the team that he plays on. I think he's actually a pretty reliable receiver. Um, Preston Williams, I think, is, I mean, he's the guy I sang about last year a little bit when I was talking to South Beach Gary all the time. I like Preston Williams. I'm not sure. Is he playing? Is he out? I don't know if he's injured right now or not, but Preston Williams is a guy to keep an eye on. Listen, the story of this team is they invested in two things. In my opinion, they invested in their run game. They brought in Matt Breida. Um, they still have Jordan Howard on their team. They invested in their run, uh, you know, team, and then they also invested in their secondary. Right? They have Xavier Howard. They have uh, dude from um, Dallas. 
Byron Jones. Byron Jones saying he won't play. Yep, and then they obviously invested that first-round pick on Noah Igabinagini. Yes, nailed it. There it is. Noah Igabinagini. Sure. You know, I, I'm just trying to show some respected players out there, man. I try to get your guys' names right because you guys earned it. I mean, if you're a first-round pick from Auburn and you're getting first-round money, I'm going to try to pronounce your name right. So one, one more time for the kids at home, Noah Igabinagini. Very Bless good. You. Huh? Did you sneeze? Oh, thank you. Yeah. They, oh, went, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they went heavy in the secondary. Yeah. And, and they really tried to fix that secondary. And here's my point. You spent, two th- you spent your resources on two things, and those two things are kind of biting you in the butt right now because the run game is really non-existent. And then their secondary right now. And yeah, there's a couple injuries here, there, there. But their secondary, too, is going to put a lot of points right now. So there is a little turmoil in Miami, to say the least. Well, 93 yards a game for the running backs. Uh, they're averaging 3.8 yards a carry. So uh, Jaguars is, are yeah, going to try to stop the yeah. run. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Miami's already given up on the run, mm-hmm. especially given the fact that everybody's been passing all over the Jags. I mean, Fitzpatrick has had some huge days mm-hmm. in the past. So uh, he could do it again. I mean, he has the ability to do it. But you would think they're going to attack through the air, right? I think so. I mean, they seem to like this guy, Miles Gaskin, who, I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about him. I mean, I'm more familiar with Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. But for whatever reason right now, Miles Gaskin's getting all the reps, and he's getting all the he's getting the kind of lion's share of the carries. And he's doing okay. He's averaging 5.4 yards a carry right now. So that's not bad, right? So you got to shut him down, I guess. Once again, don't really know much about this guy. So you got to shut him down. And obviously, Josh Allen on the show, um, you know, kind of – Echoed that a little bit where it's like we got to shut down the run first and then get into pass situations here. I think that's going to be the plan. I think you, you shut down Howard, Breida, or Gaskin, whoever it's going to be. You force Fitzpatrick into you know, third and longs and things like that. You pin your ears back and you go. So here's the thing. They've given up uh, 450 total yards uh, per game so far. This is only two games. That's why it's a little hard to get caught up in numbers. But they are off to a slow start. Let's just say that. 450 yards uh, per game. They get 10 of 20 on third downs, which the Jaguars were awesome on third downs last week. This game really could be third downs. Can the Jaguars continue to be efficient? I thought Jay Gruden had a great soundbite yesterday. He said, listen, if we don't do that on third downs and we only convert half of those, we probably only score 14 points in the game. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to continue drives. And I think Gardner has been so good on third downs here in these first two games. The Dolphins have not been good, so you can guarantee you that in Miami and in those meeting rooms, they're like third down, third down, third down. we got to get teams off the field, uh, much like the Jaguars defense is probably saying as well. It's an interesting matchup because I do think Miami will be desperate. Uh, the way the NFL works is they're not as bad as oh, like people come in and be like, oh, the Jags are favored now, 0-2. Uh, this is an easy win. Nah, it just doesn't work that way mm-hmm. uh, because here you go 24 hours before the game, and now you don't have Josh Lambeau. You know you don't have Brandon Linder. You might not have DJ Chark. Things change and feelings change. So I think we'll see a desperate team. The question is, can we continue to see a Jaguars team that has performed pretty well on the offensive side of the ball? I think defense is hit or miss. But on offense, can they continue the momentum? Can they make it three weeks in a row and kind of establish that identity, right? We've asked that all offseason. What's the identity of this football team? Well, right now, the identity of this football team is their offense. Their offense can really move the ball. You want the ball in their hands. That is a good thing to say, but that's an identity right now early in the season for the Jags. Well, if that's your identity, much like, say, the Chiefs are like that, the the Seahawks are like that. Well, it's their identity because they do it every week. Mm -hmm. So the Jaguars have a little pressure on them now offensively. To do that every week, do it again. And now that people are talking about you, you got people's attention, you got a national audience, you're the favorite 
Remember, they weren't a favorite going into the season in any game this year, not even this one against the Dolphins, not even next week against the Bengals. Well, now they flip that script a little bit. They're the favorite. It'll be interesting to see how they handle a little bit of success on the offensive side of the ball. Not total success because they're t- they're one and one. They're not two and oh. Yeah. But I'm interested in the mentality of this young football team going into this game tomorrow. Are the lights too big? Is it a little bit Correct. too bright tomorrow night? Listen, you face some adversity against Tennessee. It was a game that you should have won. You you know dang well right now you, you can compete with the Tennessee Titans. They just you know they squeak through. It is what it is. How do you respond now to that adversity, right? And it's it's gonna it's gonna test the demeanor and the mental makeup of this young team. Like you said, this is a this is the first game they're favored in, right? We're talking Thursday night football right now, the showcase of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not sure what the rating is gonna be, but one would think people are gonna tune in to see Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew kind of made a name for himself last year in that Titans game. Thursday night, right? All of a sudden, two weeks later, it's like, oh, here's Uncle Rico now. Now Gardner Minch is doing all this crazy stuff on TV. So, like, this is a big game from a lot of angles. It's a big game, obviously, to get back on the win streak. It's a big game from a publicity standpoint, I think, where the whole country is going to be watching just the city of Jacksonville and their football team. And it's a big game for Gardner Minch because now can he cement himself off his first Thursday night performance? couple of uh, responses. Uh, if you didn't know, Jags lead NFL on third down conversion, 62.5%. That's a nice mark. By the way, Gardner has a 75% completion rate Mm -hmm. (laughs) this year. That is pretty darn good. Um, And uh, C. Sherbert says, Brandon Wright hit a 48-yard game winner last year in college. He also can punt. I did see that, that he can punt as well. They don't need that. Logan Cook will be the punter. But uh, he's got a little bit of a leg then, 48-yarder for Georgia State. We got Keaton Tucker chiming in saying, when when Visca throws a pet, wait, when is Visca throws a pass getting added to Visca bingo? Yeah, we might have to do that. Yeah. Maybe we do that instead of the pancake block. But which one's more likely? See, the, it's going to be hard to get the touchdown pass. No, it's just throws a pass in general. Oh, throws a pass at all. Yeah, okay. when uh, is Visca throws a pass getting added to Visca bingo? The committee will meet on that. We'll meet on it, yeah. yeah. Don't rush us. There's a process in, uh, in due time. I have a strange question about weddings uh, because who's getting married? You're going to a wedding. I'm going to a wedding. And somebody's going to jump in who's getting married next month. Yeah. But pandemic weddings, I've got a question before we get back into some football next on ESPN 690. Hi. I think, you know, sometimes you you know you do things early on to protect yourself. Uh, it's unfortunate. You don't ever want to use that stuff, Mark, you know. But the other guy that we brought in, into camp, we really liked him. You know, we wanted to spend some time with him. And then we had to make a move, you know, saying to get to fill up a roster spot. And we wound up letting him go, knowing that, you know, in the back of our minds, we were going to bring him back to basically thinking about the COVID situation, you know, if something happened to one of our kickers. And unfortunately, you know, you know, Josh went on the IR, but I'd have a whole lot different type of anxiety if we just took someone off the street and hasn't been. But he's been here kicking. I've been watching him kick. So I got full confidence in him and, and any phase that we use him. That's the one thing great about the kid is, is he can do all three. Well, I'm glad you don't have any anxiety, Doug Marone, but the rest of Jacksonville does before that guy goes laces out and kicks a field goal between the pipes tomorrow night in front of a nationally televised audience. But it is good that they have a little knowledge of the player, you know, what he can do. Sure. Um, And that's, I mean, heck, might be a really talented guy. You know, we just don't know him. I mean, nobody knows him other than the Jags from what they saw the last uh, month or so. A couple of things here. Uh, If you're just jumping in, Josh Lambeau. 
to IR with a left hip injury. Won't play tomorrow night. Won't play for the next few games. Has to sit for a few weeks now. DJ Chark, questionable. Keep an eye on that now. Uh, chest and back injury. You got to wonder, was it from that big hit? Remember that big collision yep. early in the game? But that was his head. But you still, you can get some stuff out of whack. Yeah. That was a huge hit. Yeah. That was one of those things, because there's no fans... But you got to feel that hit from the couch. That, that was a big one. You might want to get workers' comp on that hit right there because that was a huge one. <laughs> uh, but Tyler Davis is back practicing. I don't know what that will mean for tomorrow. We'll see the inactive lists and everything that happens here. Brandon Linder out of this game. Tyler Shatley will take his place. Byron Jones is out for the Dolphins. That's the only guy that's listed as out tomorrow night. But that's a big one mm-hmm. in the secondary, especially with an offense that is playing very well right now. Uh, because we'll see what happens with DJ Chark, but Byron Jones could easily have been on DJ Chark. Uh, in this football game. So that's a matchup we might not even get. Well, in terms of Byron Jones, it's probably definitely their best corner guy right now in terms of coverage, right? Now you lose him, and they're already a very porous defense on the back end. So this is, could be a game where Gardner Minshew, obviously, and Jay Gruden, they feast on this. Yeah, I just hope this isn't the correction game for Miami. Uh, one other note on football. How about NFL Research has this? You ready? Five QBs. Age 25 or younger, had a 100-plus passer rating, minimum 40 attempts over the first two games. Mm-hmm. Most in any season in the Super Bowl era. Era. Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen. Yep. Gardner Minshew. Nice. Jared Goff. Yep. Patrick Mahomes. Kyler Murray was an I know there, what huh? you're asking. Kyler Murray was an Where's there? Kyler Murray? Yeah. He's yeah. running. Yeah, he's running. Oh, he's running for yeah. it. Yeah, he, he he's running for MVP. <laughs> yeah, he's running for most valuable player of the league. Don't worry about him right now, Brent. Hey, let's go to Orlando right now. Live local loud follows us at six o'clock to nine o'clock, uh, just about every night. Sometimes we have to cut short a little bit for NBA. I think happens tonight at eight o'clock. We might have Celtics and Heat uh, coming up at eight o'clock. His game that's coming up tonight, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so. But anyway, you listen to Live Local Loud with Nikki Football and Jerry Daniels, and right now Nikki Football joins us because. It's not really about sports. This segment is more about getting married. Nikki, is, did I see that right? That's happening soon? I'm not hearing him, Coos. So, I can uh, hear you. It is, is, yeah. And what is oh, it? There we uh, go. Three weeks from Saturday. Yeah, October 17th. I'm getting married. All right. We, we didn't have you at the early part of that, but we got you now. So uh, congratulations, by the way, ahead of schedule. How is trying to get married in a pandemic? Because Coos is getting married in April. Yeah. Um, Austin and I are already married, but Austin's going to a wedding this weekend, I think, up in Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin? Uh, it, it's the Twin Cities. Oh, okay, Twin yeah. Cities. Uh, so how is uh, planning a wedding in the pandemic? Uh, it's It's been pretty difficult. I mean, people have really kind of strayed away. I mean, we've had to really reduce our guest list, but we're going to have family and friends, and that's just about it that are going to be there. All right. Uh, looks like we've got you on a big-time delay, so be patient with us here with the uh, – yeah, I Nikki just football out I got uh, live local out. So you're okay. Uh, it's uh, I was trying to figure it out too. Austin, uh, new to the business in the I'm last few years, figured, out, figured out the delay, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Um, but uh, we can we, we got you uh, loud and clear, like uh, live local and loud coming up right after us on ESPN 690. Coos, uh, how's planning the wedding going? Can you talk while Nikki's on the board there? I yeah, don't even know just, if we can do uh, this. We just had to drop 88. Or yeah, eighty-eight dollars on uh, postage stamps. Oh, how you, wait, you're you know the, the, how there, you, there, there's Facebook, you know that, right? Oh, you get have yeah, invitations on Facebook. You still gotta send a letter. No, 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 we didn't. No, we sent <laughs> invitations. See, that's that's the trouble right now, right? You yeah. want to just use technology, yeah, but you still have like old school it's methods about those traditions, to live up Brent, to, right? Those traditions, because yeah. of the traditions. Yeah. How about you? You're going to this 
did yeah. they have to cut down the wedding? Oh yeah, yeah. So and you made the cut. The, yeah, so they cut it down from like three three fifty. By the way, hey, that's an aggressive. That was an aggressive uh, wedding party there. That's a big one. From the, I think it's like they're down to like a hundred now. So yeah, man, and it's like the Hunger Games, and like I, I made it out. You know, like I'm I'm one of the select few. So obviously I had to go to this one, Twin Cities, beautiful time of season. Can't wait to check it out. Well, yeah, and you know why they invited you? Why is that? Well, because they said this guy used to play in the NFL. That would be a big yeah, check. Yeah, I'm sure I'm be talking. To, and I'm going by myself too because my my wife has to go to her her school and stuff like that. And Rowan's is gonna be at home, so it's gonna be me talking to a bunch of strangers. Yeah, playing football was fun. Like, hey, you know what's fun? Talking sports with you every single day. You know what's not as fun? Talking like sports about the Green Bay Pack and the Minnesota Vikings for four hours at a wedding while I'm consuming massive amounts of cocktails. Yeah, I bet uh, they're going to love me up in that area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. You, you want to go with me? You don't be my plus one? Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, Kuz, by the way, says we're not on the delay anymore. Otherwise, I was going to ask Kuz to ask Nick the question now, and then I'll get to him in ten seconds. <laughs> but, it's like we're time traveling. Yes. Yeah. Hey, have you had to cut down your wedding invitation list? Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, we went from about 100 to 50 people. All right. Well, that's that's reasonable. I like his style. That's what I had, too. 50 people, man. You fit in a nice small wedding, yeah. a smaller Small wedding. wedding. Didn't have any catering, just a taco truck. It was it was the way to do it. All right. Nikki, so, I got a big question for you, though, real quick. Yeah. So this wedding coming up, you know, the, 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of murmurs, things like that. But can you give us the 411 on the vows? Are you going to write your own vows? Do you have them ready? Or are you just going to go with a more traditional approach? My arm has been twisted, and I'm writing my own vows. So we're we're writing our owns for this, I think. Are we, are we talking comedy? Are we talking drama? What are we talking here? I'd I'd be lying if I said I've started already. I've got three <laughs> weeks from Saturday. We're it's we're gonna effort it. We're working on it. I we I only write a show every single day, but I can't seem to write this yet. Yeah, this is like your Hall of Fame speech, Austin. That yeah. You, you put on the back of your hand. No, true. And I'm not gonna lie. For my wedding vows, I actually wrote my own wedding vows 20 minutes before the wedding. Didn't you? Did you write it on your hand? Yeah, for my my Hall of Fame speech. Which one? I thought you did it for your vows too. No, it was my Hall of Fame speech. Your I wrote it my hand. Speech. Okay, yeah, I, so. I wrote I, I, at the table when my, the coach was like presenting me, like talking about me. I wrote my speech down. Okay, so Roger Hoover. Uh, I'm not sure you guys know who Roger Hoover is, but he mm-hmm. was the play-by-play voice of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp and sons prior to that. Well, he's moved on, and uh, he got married over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I saw him tweet out today that he had a groom's cake, and he made it like he was a big Cubs fan, so he made it like the well, scoreboard at Wrigley. Yeah. And like the, the, the teams that were playing were teams that he's broadcast for and minor league, all this stuff. So it was kind of fun. Cool. But what caught my attention is, what the hell is a groom's cake? Is that a new thing? Like, are you? do you have that, Nikki Football? Are you ready for that? So, yeah, I do, actually. A friend of the family insisted that I have one, so he's having it made for us. Actually, no, it's Jerry Daniels. That's right. Jerry Daniels is having it made for me as a wedding gift. So, <laughs> yes, and actually, it's going to be Wrigley Field, Austin. So I hope, as a, as a fellow oh, Cubs fan, it's going to be Wrigley Field. Is it really? We yes. have started screening phone calls here. I didn't know he was a Cubs fan. See, am, I'm yeah. a I'm a dire Brewers fan, so we're not going to get along anymore. Well, if this was a real phone call, we if it was really yeah. a phone call, we wouldn't have a delay for an hour. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> this is like, he's on the moon right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's, he's in the past. Who's yeah. you ready for that? You got a groom's cake? We just uh, had to submit what cakes we wanted to taste next week when we go up there. And yeah. there was like, I had never seen so many options for cake. And I responded and I said, 
I don't really like cake. And the response to that was, well, you have 200-some people coming to the wedding that do. Yeah, good point. Uh, the wedding cake was pretty good. And I'm not a big cake guy either. But what did what you do for the wedding cake? little ice cream cake from DQ? Is that Dude, what you did? I was like 18 when I got married. I don't remember so, any of that ice stuff. cream cake from DQ? Yeah, pretty much. nothing wrong yeah. with that. You know what we did? Blizzard. You know what we did? Say it with me. <laughs> Norwegian pie tray. We, we, we have a cake. We had a, a Norwegian pie tray. Right. An assortment of Norwegian pies. Very good. That sounds great. Yeah, it was fantastic. My, really big hit. My buddy always said he didn't really pull it off. He said he would he would do like chicken nuggets and mozzarella sticks at his <laughs> wedding because that's what he really wanted. We tried sure. to ask him if we could have a French fry station. <laughs> All right, Nikki Football, uh, thanks for jumping on Live Local Loud coming up. How's the show going, man? We appreciate you being in Jacksonville. It's going good. We're really enjoying it. Loving to get, you know, loving getting to know the Jacksonville uh, community a little bit more. So it's been fun. All right. Well, good luck with the wedding plans. I hope everything's nice. good by now, and I hope everything goes well. We'll probably talk to you before then. Sounds good, guys. You take it easy. All right. That's uh, Nikki Football along with uh, Jerry Daniels, live local loud on ESPN 690. A lot of wedding stuff going on. Yeah, man. I mean, it's wedding season. It's always wedding season. It, it always is. You got one coming up this weekend. I do. Coos is going to taste cake next weekend. <laughs> Nikki Football's getting married next month. Yep. Coos gets you, married man? in April. I just say this. No, I'm already married. I know that. Not getting married again well, yet. I, yeah, I figured and that. And don't invite me to your weddings. Yeah. I don't want to go. You don't want to go. <laughs> Gifts and all that stuff. It's just. It's I, hope, to I don't make the list. <laughs> you know, I'm the COVID coach. List. Coach wants to see you and I want to bring my playbook. Cut <laughs> me. I don't want to make Listen, it. Listen, I'll even send you the gift. Yeah. But don't <laughs> waste the money on my plate. Sure. Sure. Well, what, what was the taco truck like I had? You would have loved that. That would have been good. You should have came a call in a couple years ago, Brent. You would have been in the first round of invites. You know what the worst thing is when you would go to, like, weddings at golf courses? And I'm like, I would so much rather be playing 18 right now than be right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting through the ceremony, sweating. Yeah, yeah get me outdoors. Right? Let's We're go. We're getting married, getting a married at a golf course. Getting married at a golf course. I better play in the morning then. <laughs> I just, we just bring our show there. Yeah. We don't even know if we're invited. We just kind of invited ourselves. I don't care, man. Let's just do the commentary for that wedding. Well, Let's we go. won't have a show if we don't hit the top of the hour, so Let's we got to go. We'll be back. More football talk after this on ESPN 690. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.